0: you're listening to birth your online business, a podcast that will help you birth and expand your business online. I'm your host, Nicole joy, business mentor, founder of the online business school membership and corporate real estate finance dropout turned birth doula slash childbirth educator turned coach for other birth professionals turned energy healing practitioner turned business mentor. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm also a mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever. Biased, yes, of course. I've had three incredibly different and beautiful births, a C-section, a V-back in the hospital, and then an accidental unassisted home birth on my bedroom floor. Yeah, I know. I believe that birth is a catalyst for major change in our lives. And I've peeled away layer after layer after layer of conditioning in my life and in my business, the result, massive, rapid expansion beyond what's logical. So join me, let's unschool and rebirth your business.
1: So yesterday I'm scrolling social media and I landed on a post that shared that in Tampa, they're about to demolish the biggest most expensive home property in the city. And I want to say the value of the home was like $20, 30000000 million. It was a professional athlete who owned the home. And it is by far the biggest and most expensive house in our city, right? And it's not an old house. So a lot of people who are looking at the post are like, what? Like that house hasn't been up that long. It's a nice home. It's new. I mean, people have conflicting opinions about whether or not it's nice. That's subjective. The point being is how they came to the decision to demolish this property in real estate is really money. Money is the key deciding factor when you're talking real estate. Like, what is the highest and best use of the property? And in their decision making, I'm assuming that they're going to subdivide the land into multiple lots and build multiple homes and then sell it for more than what they would be able to sell this one home for. So like 20, $30 million, right? And it's interesting that I landed on that post this week when the topic that I plan to bring to the podcast this week was talking really about when is it time to make changes in your business? When's it time to rehab versus demo? And how you can approach making an assessment on different areas of your business or your business as a whole to make that decision. And I think the key thing to lead us off is we are not real estate, likely. Our companies are not necessarily real estate, and we're not looking at land. And so our decision making factor is not going to be financial only, even though most of what we're taught, if you went to business school, most of what we're taught is that the numbers is how you make decisions. You know, the quantitative answers are the decision-making factors. It's usually not qualitative pieces, but in our types of companies, it's different. So I want to present to you an assessment in a way that you may approach taking an assessment of your business because you don't necessarily have to demo and scrap your whole business. Every time it feels like something isn't working, there's probably going to be a lot of times as an entrepreneur, that you're feeling like something's not working and you're doubting yourself and wondering, like, should I start from scratch? And so this is really what I want to guide you through, because sometimes things don't need to be demolished. Sometimes we may just need to rehab and make some adjustments, some tweaks. So what I want to do with you in this episode is walk you through an example of how you might approach taking an assessment in an area of your business or in your business as a whole, and then after we walk through that, I'm going to pull the curtain back, as you know I like to do, and share with you a bit about behind the scenes in my business and how I walked through this assessment and how I continue to do these things and take action and lead the way, walk in the walk, talk in the talk, right? Okay, so something you can do in the beginning is start with taking an inventory of sorts. So you can either look at the company as a whole, or in this example, I figured we would walk through your current offers. So your services page, or if you have like a brochure that lists all the different ways people can work with you, let's start there. So start with an inventory, make a list perhaps, and your list might be like classes you're teaching either in-person, virtual, live, pre-recorded, whatever the nature is of your classes or courses There may be group programs. So like small group coaching or memberships, you also might have private support packages where you work one-on-one in a private container with people. Now, under each of your offers in our example, let's list some of the features of the offer. So example, how many hours does that offer use of your weeks of your months I know that some of these things are going to be really tricky to put a timestamp on like Voxer, right? So Voxer is a walkie talkie app that I use with my clients. Generally, I use it with my private clients or my small group coaching and mentorship clients. And it's really tricky to know how much time you're going to spend in Voxer on a weekly, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Some people tend to use Voxer more than others. Unless, of course, you have very clear boundaries about how long messages can be and how long you'll be responding or what hours you'll be responding. Those are things that can be helpful if you really need to know how long you'll be spending in Boxer. Another thing you can list under your features is is there commute time? So if you're doing in-person work, you know, I've worked with clients that are doing in-person work that it's taking them an hour each way of commute time to get to the job. So we're talking it adds two hours possibly per day to their total allocation, you know, output of energy, I should say. And it adds up. So it's important to include that. And then another thing I would consider when I'm listing out the features of a program or an offer that I have is where did the structure originate? So look at the bones and the structure of your offer. And where did you get inspiration from for how to put together that package or that offer? So for example, was it borrowed from someone else like a mentor or a coach or somebody, uh, maybe it's an industry standard. And the example that I want to give you here is we see this a lot in the doula industry. Now, if you're not a doula, you can probably look around to your industry and you can recognize where perhaps you've been influenced by industry standards for packages. And there is nothing wrong with that. I also want to mention nothing wrong with it, but in the birth industry, for example, a really common package for birth support is like two prenatal visits, a certain amount of hours or complete support during the birth, and maybe an hour or two immediately following to support with that initial bonding and latch, and then like one follow-up during postpartum. That's usually, and there may be like email support or Voxer or phone support throughout that's kind of usually the industry standard. And even the little bit that I, at the time when I've looked into it, um, when Medicaid and different programs were starting to offer funding, that's kind of like what they were requiring from the last I heard that may have changed. So don't quote me on it, but you know, we look around at how are these packages put together and let's move on. And then I want you to add what your current pricing is is for each of the offers. So what is the price of your classes whether it's in person, virtual, pre-recorded or live recording classes and then what's the cost of your group program, what's the cost of your private support? List out all of the price points if you have multiple ones. It's helpful when you are comparing and doing this assessment, which is what we're going to move into in the next step is different options. You know, I'm a fan of options. Different options for how you may approach assessing this segment of your company. And I say that because we're all going to have a different unique way that we approach doing this. As everything else, this is something that is not a one size fits all. So I could tell you to make a pros and cons list, which a lot of people do, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that might not work well for you. There's other ways to do it. So I'm just gonna to present to you a couple of different ways you might approach this processing. Number one, the pros and cons list. If that really works for you and you enjoy it, you've done it in the past, start there. So make a list of all the pros, all the cons of each of your offers. Number two, this is my personal favorite. Talk about each one of them out loud. Process audibly. Even if you're just talking to yourself, you don't have to have somebody sitting there listening. You can go for a walk. And my advice if you do that is to put a headphone in so that it looks like you're talking to another person. But talking to yourself, vocalizing it can be really helpful, particularly if you're a projector. So I've shared here before that I'm a projector and I'm also somebody who sound is really important to me. And so talking and sound are helpful for me in a lot of areas, but particularly in processing. When I am working through something, I need to talk it out. So try it on for size. You might not like it and that's okay, but that's another way you can do this because I have had some of my most substantial revelations and course creations and program creations come from the way me talking and hearing myself and that journey of processing. Number three, if you are more into writing and I know pros and cons list is kind of writing, but number three is a little bit different. It's going to be journaling. So perhaps you just start journaling about them. The key here is to tap into how each offer feels. And I know that, okay, we're not talking about logic. We're not saying, okay, logically, it makes sense to have an offer that blank, 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 blank. We're not talking about that. I'm saying, how does it feel? And I know that that's a little tricky. It was really tricky for me for a very long time. If you are in tune with your body, how does your body react when you look at your pros and cons list. When you think about the offer, when you talk about that particular offer, what does your body, how does your body feel and how does your body react? If you're not quite used to that body connection yet, perhaps try tuning in. And what you're looking for is, does the offer feel heavy? Does it feel dreadful? Because if it does, and that's an indication that something may need to be changed. If it's an offer that feels like light and joyful or fun or fulfilling, then I say that that could be something you keep and or perhaps do slight rehabilitation to. So just because something feels joyful and light doesn't mean you don't need to change anything. There's always things you can do if it's just, you know, make it more fun is fine. But for anything that doesn't completely light you up, what if you asked yourself what needs to change? Look at the inventory, at the assessment. And feel into what piece needs to change. Is it the price point? Is it the amount of sessions that you have with that person? Is it the particular features? Is it Voxer? Maybe you don't want to have Voxer. Maybe you don't want to teach it live. Maybe, you know, just look at all of these pieces and try to, you know, hone in on the sections that feel like they need some change. And then you can start to decide, you can start to take this next step into the big decision-making part of this assessment, which is, does this overall thing work for me? The key is a structure of an offer or of a company can work really well for some other people. and might not work that well for your unique human structure. And so I have learned, I've learned for this, realized that this is true for me. We try on other people's things sometimes because we don't yet know what's going to work for us. So we're trying and learning along the way. So if you've been trying things this other way, and it just feels heavy, or it feels like it's not working, is it time to rehab it? Or is it time to knock it down and demolish and start over? So now we're getting to the point where I want to pull the curtain back and share a little bit more behind the scenes of what's been going on in my business and what's coming. because. To be perfectly honest and in full transparency, I've kind of taken the whole scrap it all and start over approach almost entirely. And I share that because I've been sharing up till now little bits of the puzzle. I feel like I've shared earlier in August on the podcast about uh, there was an episode on when is it the right time to make changes in your business? And then again, I shared a little bit about the new paradigm and the new business paradigm that I'm going to be teaching and moving into and guiding others and activating others to move into. And we've probably put most of this together, but really now for more transparency is like, for the most part, I've kind of scrapped a lot of things and I'm starting fresh. And what I've learned is that the soil is most fertile after the burn, after the fire. Right. And so there's a reason why, Park patrols and such of these huge national parks have controlled fires and the quality of the soil after the soil burns and after the ashes is supposed to be so much more fertile, right? And this is the science and it's known, right? And so when it comes to your business, there may be times when the soil could be fertile after the burn. And not in a bad way, and not to say that none of those other things were good or that the things that you tried on that were other people's stuff, that it was bad, it was all learning experiences. This is not to judge or to shame yourself for doing something a certain way. You did nothing wrong, you're trying things. Yeah, that's one of the things about entrepreneurship is we're in this to try things. So I'm sharing this for two reasons. One, to give you ideas of different ways that you can structure and or restructure your offers. Cause I'm going to walk you through kind of how I restructured mine. And then two, to let you know a few ways that you can work with me over the next 12 months, should you desire to do so and kind of go on the next step of our journey together. So in a very real sense, I created an entirely new structure for my work. Now, I didn't just like shut the doors on everything that I had in the past and light a match to it. I didn't quite do it that way. It's been a slow transition. It's been a rebirth. If you think about a snake, right? A snake, of course, I'm bringing up the snake, sheds layers of its skin over time. You know, and that's kind of what it's felt like is I've been shedding layers and layers and sections and segments of my company over time that just no longer feel like they fit. So what I've done instead is create a structure that supports my human structure. Now that I know more about me and about what suits me best and what suits my life, because in a very real sense, I am a mother of three young children and I desire to be present for a lot of things for them. And so I had to restructure things to better work for me. Because the thing about that is if it's not working for me and I'm feeling that dread that I mentioned earlier, that feeling of like heaviness or dreadful when I talk about or think about an offer, then I'm not showing up as my best self for my clients or for members of a course or anybody else who has chosen to step into a container with me. If I feel that heavy feeling, I'm not my best self. And no matter what price point you purchase something from me or move on into a container with me, what you deserve is my best self. And what I deserve is my best self. It's a symbiotic relationship. So it's really important for both of us, for all of us, that we're all doing things in such a way that it suits us and that it suits our life and that it doesn't feel heavy. Even if the industry standard is blank, 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 right? So now a little bit more about the new structure of my programs. And this has really felt like the most... Okay, I shared this a little bit on social media the other day, but I'll tell you a little bit too. I don't think in in the history of me being an entrepreneur, which officially has been like five something years. I don't know. I don't think I've ever put so much intention and soul and heart into creating what feels like a body of my work. It feels like art. I feel like this is my work is my medium. If I'm an artist and we are all creative, we're all creatives. And I'm not your typical artist in that. I don't usually pick up a paintbrush and paint for the fun of it. Not usually my thing, but I also realize that I am creative. You are creative. And my work right now is my medium. And this body of work that I've created and put together for the next 12 months feels like the most me of anything that I've ever made before. And it lights me up like next level. Okay. It's all housed now, a little bit more about the actual program. So it's all housed under the new paradigm. I've been filling this poll, I've shared about it here, and you've heard me talk about it, this poll for many of us to move into a new way of doing life, a new way of parenting, of being an entrepreneur, of relationship with self, and how we engage with the world around us. And so the new paradigm phrase kept landing on me. And I started to look around and I realized that I wasn't the only one who was feeling it. So I was like, okay, good. I, you know, there's others. It's not just me. I have my own experience and that's the lens through which I will be sharing. And the more I started to sit with it and process and really talk about it to myself and the people that I trust, I started to put, create categories for what this looks like and restructure how I do this. Now, mind you, before like this month, I had not taught new curriculum since the summer of 2020. So a lot of things that were in my membership, the coursework, was from 2019 and 2020, when I was very creative. I had a huge creative flow and made a bunch of stuff, courses. And then everything since then has been more of coaching, mentorship, and support in those containers and based on a lot of those old teachings. But what happened was in my business, in my life, I have evolved and my business, my company has evolved so much that I realized a lot of those courses were so dated. So moving forward... I decided that I wanted to teach all new curriculum based on my experience and my evolved understandings of all of these things. So what that looks like under the new paradigm for me is in the fall, I decided that I'm teaching about business. So as you may have gathered this season, and I've broken it out into seasons because that felt it felt just so correct for me and for us. So the fall season to me feels very much like Kids are back to school, we're back to work, we're back to business. And I wanted to talk business. And so I've been kicking it off with the seven-figure keys. I had rebirth codes, I had the seven-figure keys. And then I'm going to move into seven-figure strategy, which is a comprehensive program with... I'm looking at 10 to 12 modules that I'm going to teach throughout the fall. And it's really business logistics. It's frankly, the logistics, the things that I had been teaching on for a few years, but at such an evolved level an evolved understanding, it's the way of doing business in a new paradigm. Now we'll still talk logistics, strategy, strategy is the logistical piece of this. And we're going to do that. So for the way I've subdivided it is each season will have a curriculum and a theme. And we'll have an offer that you can purchase and you can join me for each season. If you want just one or just two, just three, you can pick your seasons or, and I'll share about this in a few minutes. There will be a class pass of sorts, which I really thought that was a fun title. So there'll be a class pass. If you know, you want to join me for the whole year of live courses and teachings, you get to come to the full year of live courses. So for the fall, the new business paradigm, seven figure strategy is $777. That's the introductory price point. Each season is 777. That's the introductory price point. Now, there's cost savings if you choose the class pass, And I'll share that in a second. But before I do, the winter season, we're going to move into Big U Energy. Big U Energy is really about the person you're becoming. How to be a leader in the new business paradigm or in the new paradigm. It's really about Relationship with self, next level relationship with self, which felt very correct for the winter, because winter is a season where we go inward and we tend to kind of quiet the outside noise. And then in the spring, we're going to move into motherhood code. Motherhood code is really about healing the mother wounds that we have and showing up in such a different way as parents in the new paradigm. Now, if you don't identify as a mother, I respect that. I honor where you're at. If you'd like to adjust some of the terms, I'm open and available for that. That's perfectly fine. You don't have to be a mother to join. And you might decide that that piece is not for you. But the thing about the motherhood code is that the mother wounds can be in all of us, even if you don't identify as a mother and healing the mother wounds Yeah, it feels... I wasn't sure I was going to use this word, but it feels correct. It's critical to the version of reality we're moving into. It's imperative for the next generation that we heal the mother wounds. And again, whether you identify with the word or not, almost everybody can carry mother wounding. That's the spring. And then in the summer, we're going to have some fun with money and manifestation. So as I mentioned, each season... You'll have the option to purchase the full season of courses and curriculum for 777. And that would get you into all the live classes and the peer support group. So each one will have its own peer support group that you can connect and, you know, have community and ask each other questions and such. And the replays, of course, you'd always have replay access. And the cost savings for the class pass. So there's a class pass. And that will get you the full year. And the cost savings, I forget the exact percentage but the class pass cost is two, 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 two for the year. So it's twenty two twenty two. And just for point of reference, the seven, seven, seven times four was like a little over 3000. So the class pass is like just under $200 a month. The class pass gets you access to a peer support group and all of the live things. And then there will be another level that if you desire to have a little bit more of my energy and more intimate discussions, I have a VIP level and it's not very important person. VIP in my world is vibrational integration paths, vibrational integration paths. So meaning whatever we're learning throughout the curriculum, we will have twice monthly calls in this smaller, more intimate group setting where we are integrating and talking more about the vibrational frequency of what we're learning and integrating it into your real life. So you'd have the opportunity to jump into those calls. Now, the VIP pass for the year is 4444. Just under 400 a month. I can't remember what the exact payments are right now, but that would effectively get you all of the courses and the twice monthly calls where we talk integration. I wanted to share all of this with you because again, I think it's helpful to see like, okay, here's what's coming. Here's what her whole thing is put together. And here's the plan. This really suits my design. I realize how much I love teaching. I love guiding and being being the guide, being the person who is on Zoom with all of your beautiful faces and talking to you and teaching you and introducing you to things. Now, I look at this as my job is to one, help you to see things differently or open up to considering other ways of thinking about things when it comes to your life, your business, your parenting experience, your relationship with yourself, whatever department. And two, to help you move, to help you move forward, whatever that looks like for you. I should also say that all of the next year, this is all going to be including a heavy dose of energy healing. So I have looked at my curriculum And for example, we just wrapped the rebirth codes and the rebirth codes included three energy healing transmissions, and it's all in the replay. So I will be including energy healing transmissions throughout every semester, every season, and throughout all of the courses for you to continue to do the deep healing work. Um, You can go back and revisit those pieces as often as you like and have more energy healing. And you can be anywhere in the world. And if you're unfamiliar, or if you haven't heard me talk about it, I am a practitioner for an energy healing modality called the expansion principle technology. And I haven't completely opened up about it publicly on the podcast, I guess. Um, I feel like I have here and there, but not necessarily like this. And so I infuse the energy into a lot of my work. And I started using it in 2019 very quietly because I felt like the world wouldn't quite accept me or it. So, I started using it quietly for myself and my children. And that was really my only intentional, initial intention for using and becoming a practitioner, was for personal reasons. And then at some point, I decided to start using it with my clients with their permission. And the shifts and the changes that were occurring were profound. And I realized what a helpful tool this is. So, my work has evolved to the point where I'm no longer just talking email funnels. I still talk email funnels with my clients if they'd like some support. And it's going to be part of the seven-figure strategies. We'll talk about email funnels under the new business paradigm, new ways of doing things like that. But now my approach is the strategy, the energy, specifically the energy healing, and a heavy dose of it, moving into the new business, new paradigm, really not just business and widening, and not just talking business, but talking about other other areas of life that, are, that sometimes take a backseat to our company. You know, if we're so obsessed with our business baby that sometimes we move the other things to the back and move them down the priority list. But the truth is that the things we're going to talk about in the winter, the person you're becoming along the way is huge, it's huge thing in your life. And it affects your business. When we talk about the motherhood code, and we do some deep motherhood wound healing that impacts your business. Money manifestation and the summer impacts you. All of these things impact your business. Even if we're not just talking about, here's some slides that you can use and templates for your birth course. Now those are helpful tools. Don't get me wrong. I still have all of those things in my original membership, but I wanted to go deeper. I want to do more and I'm ready to take you on that journey. So all of that to say... Here's your permission to do an assessment of your business, of a segment of your business, see what needs to be rehabbed, see what needs to be completely demoed and do the assessment, feel into the pieces and don't be afraid to change things. Ask what needs to change for it to better suit you. You don't have to structure your business the way other people structure it. And I think what you'll learn over time is that something doesn't have to give for you to do it your way. There's these old beliefs about, well, if I don't do it that way, then I won't dot, 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 dot. And I just, I just don't believe that much of those old rules are true. And I think that that's a big theme in the new way of doing business is a lot of those old, frankly, BS rules are, are just fizzling out because they weren't true. So I'll wrap it here. Enjoy. I'm excited to hear how you use this assessment. Have a good day. Have a good week. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.